Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. I personally think everybody should be watching the video of this episode because we both have our natural hair today, and it's just so amazing to see. Yeah, as soon as you got on the call, I was like, okay, hair. (laughs) I've been, like, trying not to straighten my hair lately, and I'm kind of into it. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. actually learning what products to put in my hair because it gets really frizzy. So that's why I always straighten it. But I was like, I want to just embrace my natural hair texture because it's really nice, actually, when I take care of it. Yeah, I just washed my hair yesterday. And so every time I do it, my hair ends up really, really curly. What shampoo do you use? Because my hairdresser, I have a few and they recommended the same one. Um, I use Living Proof. Okay. Yeah, Um, because it's like anti-frizz. That's the type of shampoo that I use. I use uh, New Wash. Um, it's the hair story, uh, which uh, is really funny because when I was first recommended it, I went to go buy it, and I was like, "Okay, where's the conditioner?" But it's like a, it's like a just a one like wash and moisturize. And I was like, my hairdresser did not recommend a two in one to me. Like Stop. I'm not about not to a have two a two in one. But that's what it is. And like, are it you works- a straight man? What is <laughs> not that? literally, right? I was like, this is transphobic. I think this is a hate crime. Meanwhile, my hairdresser is, uh, yeah, I use, um, I use that product, um, for the shampoo. And then when I come out, they have, um, hair story has a like gel and I forget what the gel is called, but, um, I use like the gel when my hair is wet to just kind of scrunch it up. Yeah. And, um, once I want my part to kind of stay the same, it never stays, but whenever I, I like clip my part and then I'll, uh, spray it down with, um, this other product it's purple it's in like a little glass bottle um i bought it from uh, another hairdresser i had i forgot the name of it but yeah so those are like the three products i mainly use um but i use it to just keep my curls because with humidity and shit always mm. flattens out and never fun yeah i always had an issue with products because i i hate when my hair feels like crunchy or sticky but that's literally what my hair needs in order to not look like a mess. Like I need to put product in it. So I've been like trying out different products, like leave-in conditioner and gel and mousse and like oils and stuff. And I think what I'm using now is kind of working. And I feel like every time I wash my hair and put products in, it gets like curlier and it looks better. So I'm like nourishing my hair, hopefully. Yeah. As I continue doing it. As soon as I learned about like, Cause like, obviously we went our whole lives without like ever having to think about hair or how to style it or anything like that. I mean, your hair was probably short enough to just like wake up in the morning and then just like go to school. I literally thought I had straight hair because (laughs) it was like two centimeters long. Yeah, literally same. And then once I, um, I like started like researching how to take care of curly hair, but I don't really have super curly hair. I have like wavy hair, but it's like more than wavy. And so, yeah, so it's hard to like find like a good uh, way to actually like style your hair unless you talk to hairdressers. And I didn't talk to a hairdresser until like maybe three or four years after I started transitioning, maybe longer. And I never went to get a haircut with like someone. Emily would always cut my hair at home. So it was an interesting experience learning how to actually take care of my hair. Um, A very unique one. I think a lot of trans women go through. Yeah, I watched so many YouTube videos. I was just like, oh, I like how her hair looks. So I'm going to look and see what all the products she's using. 
which like doesn't make sense because we all have like different hair types so it didn't really work but yeah I think it's it's just funny how obviously we didn't grow up learning how to do hair and now that we have like longer hair and it's textured we have to catch up and learn how to take care of it which is what I'm trying to do especially because now I have bangs and like you oh have like yours are like you have like longer sort of framing things yeah but like still like you were saying you had the trouble like getting them out of your face like no a like you you, you have to style your hair when you have bangs or like layers because it just looks weird like you actually have to fix them and that's yeah it's it's a lot of work (laughs) it's worth it though it looks good it's but truly because we both work from home you know our asses have our hair up all day oh my god literally i showed up to a meeting yesterday with wet hair because i took a shower in the middle of the day i was like i don't give a fuck i don't care if you guys if i look like a wet dog right now yeah i how long does your hair take to dry because you have so much hair um like 24 hours (laughs) literally (laughs) if i don't dry it no, mine, I, like I took a shower yesterday. I put my little clips in to keep my hair apart. And then my hair always ends up like really curly. And so I've been trying to brush it out this morning. It still hasn't, do you see? Like, yeah. It like still has the curl. It's just doing its own it. thing. Yeah. So for the first day after I, I, I shower, then that always happens. But um, yeah, it takes like maybe three or four hours for it to fully dry. Um, but other than like by the end of the night, I typically have dry hair for bed. But um, yeah. It's definitely like, an, an an interesting experience having yeah. longer hair. Russell, he likes my hair natural, so like I I keep saying like, oh my god, my hair like looks so good like this, and he's like, I've been telling you this for five years, but you continuously straighten it. So, and I was like, it was a journey I had to have on my own. I had to come to this conclusion by myself. No, all natural. We love that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think I've ever t- like I've straightened my hair one time, and I have an image of it like saved. <gasps> I wonder what that. you would look like with straight hair. I I have a picture, and like it was like like right in the beginning of my transition though. Yeah, Emily took a picture of it. I'll send it to you if I can log into my snap, my old Snapchat. But um, it was like super like it does not look good. I hate looking at it. I hate it so much. But that was a while ago, right? Like maybe it's different now, or do you um, think you. It's- Look. maybe maybe like a, a like before hair washing or something i can have emily straighten it but um that would be that would be interesting experience <laughs> do you brush your hair oh i guess it's wet. You, okay yeah same whenever yeah. the only time i brush my hair is like when i'm have the conditioner in it and i'm washing it out or my two-in-one <laughs> i also thought for a brief moment i was going bald because i lose so much hair in the shower and then I read that people with curly or wavy hair shed more because we don't typically brush our hair as much as people with straight hair. So that made sense to me because I literally thought I was going bald. Like there was so much hair coming out of my head in the shower and it was scary. Yeah. Like uh, I went through that same experience. It's tough, right? Because <laughs> you're like, As, am I t- not taking my hormones? Like, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, am I going bald um, like what's happening yeah speaking of i have not taken my hormones this morning yikes um, um I, you I need to take them do you know what happens when you stop taking them you, your body starts to get deformed <laughs> exactly so you shouldn't I'm, start doing that again 
I'm going to start needing tampons soon. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the same thing happens to me. Like I can just like put my fingers through my hair and the hair would fall out. And I went through a moment where I had just gotten a haircut with a lot of layers. So my hair looked really like thin. I would pull it up and you can see my scalp. And sometimes still you can see it. So Mm. like having, it's always so scary cutting my hair short because I'm like, I'm balding. But it's yeah. truly just because I put product in it so my hair doesn't fall out unless mm. I like actually touch it or when I'm showering and then it gets everywhere. So, but it exactly. was scary. It is scary. So, yeah, I think everybody should be watching the video right now because we both look really good. So, exactly. You should be experiencing that. And speaking of video, we actually did a little collaboration with Anchor. If you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen it. Um, But we just did like a quick video um, talking about, I guess, our podcast and the message of our podcast. And they shared us on their page for Pride, which was really cool to be part of like their little Pride post, I guess you could say. And we have like a really good relationship with Anchor. So it's always fun to work with them and just share our show to people that might not be listeners, I guess. Yeah, if there's like a company I recommend the the most highly of, it would be like Anchor and Spotify. It is crazy the amount of support that like the employees there have like just like given us with wanting to like give us a voice, like putting us on their Instagram page. Like that's incredible. I love that we got that opportunity and I love that we were able to um, express ourselves and tell our story in like a short condensed way to be able to to put on their page because we do release love that. And um, we got a lot of good feedback too. We had a lot of nice comments and it was really sweet. I always get kind of nervous when we get shared on something. I always know the positivity always outweighs the negativity, but I always know like in the back of my head, like, or I have this anxiety of going to the comments, like, what if people are calling us trannies and telling us that we shouldn't be on here? But I, like I said, it. I feel like we always get more positive feedback than negative so it just comes with the territory I feel like for anybody but that's always something I think about a little scary to me yeah they put me on a I was on a Verizon commercial for like a little clip of my uh, me coming out to my dad was on a commercial for Verizon back in the day Um, and (laughs) and all the comments on the video that was uploaded was like I'm leaving Verizon because of this and it was like a bunch like there were all the comments like I don't think there was like but like two nice ones but all of them were like, this is disgusting. Why would you be promoting this? I'm switching my provider. And like a ton of that stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay, we'll buy because I have Verizon and I don't want those type of people on the same network as me. So well, do you have Verizon? I do have Verizon. Queen, I have Verizon too. Oh my God. We stand. We kicked them all Sponsor out. Sponsor us Verizon. We yassified Verizon. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you made them all leave. Oh my god, that's really funny. Literally, like it's it's all my fault. So, but yeah, I mean, since they haven't asked to work with me again, so yeah, maybe, they were maybe. like, "Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> that was rough." They took we off, too the early off their this YouTube one. channel too. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I think that's. Did funny. you get a check? A, um, I cannot say nor deny. Oh, okay. I signed something. It's an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> I did You're not so say exclusive. that. You said that. Oh my goodness. I'll I don't, tell you after. I was gonna say something, maybe. but I don't think I should mention it yet. It's like kind of cool and kind of random, but maybe I shouldn't 
saying. I I think I you want, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I I want you to talk about it so bad. But yeah, I don't know if like that would help or hinder. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, guys. Maybe one day you'll hear about it. You'll just have to just wait. Keep waiting. Yeah. There's a few things coming in Girlish's vicinity that will be really cool coming up, and I'm excited to share that. I just want to say. I feel like we had a conversation a couple months ago about how we wanted the podcast to like move forward and do big things again. And for the last couple months, things have been kind of crazy. We I feel like we manifested it. it for sure. Like really cool things are happening. So yeah, I'm excited to see the growth. I was like telling Emily, my partner, I was like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's something coming for us. Like it just, it seems like everything fell into like the right place, the right time right now. And I'm like, I was telling her, I was like, if we ever have to move, let's say to like LA for anything like related to this, like, would you be down? And she was like 100%. So, I mean, there's, there's like obviously a possibility of if we continue to grow, this podcast may become a podcast that we can do in person together. Um, and we just hope to keep pushing it forward because there's a lot of cool opportunities happening and we don't want to take that for granted and want to make sure that we can give everyone the best content possible. I think we always try to think of ways to grow it and make our quality of the podcast so much better. And already we have like a few ideas of, that we've been throwing around to just what can we do to make the podcast more funny, more unique for you guys and a much over better, much overall better experience. Yeah. Mind you, this is all like long distance. We don't have like a studio or we can't film together. So it just makes me so much prouder to know that companies and, you know, people are noticing the hard work that we're putting in and they still think that obviously we're producing a quality show if they're willing to work with us and give these, give us these opportunities. So yeah, I just, it just makes me proud that We've come this far, I guess. It makes yeah. me cry. I know, right? We were from such babies. We started the podcast and we were like, um, we were like, uh, what is it? Trans women in their early 20s. And like, and like <laughs> now we are, I mean, we started in 2019, which wasn't that long ago, but it, I mean, we've had this podcast for a while now. And so um, obviously we've always wanted to grow and grow and, um, it has, and I think there's a lot of cool things coming. So that's how we can say. But uh, have you listened to our very first episodes since? I want to know like how bad it is. I try not to go back to it. Yeah. I made you a I like a for your I think a birthday or something a while ago. I made you like a vinyl. Yeah, um, I have it, was, like, it but I'm a little scared to listen to it. <laughs> right. It was like the first section is like the first episode, and then the back section was the most recent episode. And it was to show like how much we've grown. Um, but like, I'm so scared to listen back to it. Um, we both had shitty microphones and yeah. like, we didn't have like these microphones and I don't even, the theme song, I think I made, I was singing and it was like bad. <laughs> and um, we've, um, we've definitely grown since uh, like have had our, we've had structure now. I think that's definitely that's the, I was reading an Apple review on the podcast and they were saying how like, like I, you know, I, I like, I love their conversations, but these girls are just like, they are, there's no structure. Like they're not prepared and shit like that. I don't know if that's a compliment. I feel like that, is that a compliment? I'm like, first of all, we <laughs> are, we don't, you don't have to be watching us. Just turn it off. 
But second yeah. of all, we're doing our best. Like we were like a three hour time difference. Like we just wanted to hang out, talk and just like post it. That's literally yeah. the, I mean, we've never said that we have structure. Like we always said that we just kind of talk. Right. So it just, it seemed mean to like give us like a three star review and say that whenever we're like a growing podcast. And I'm like, so we're just, we're just like learning right now. Like, please be nice. That's okay. They're just haters. Rate us five stars, everyone, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please. Because we clearly deserve it. (laughs) We we deserve the best. Um, We do. Let's see. I do want to talk about we are going to the lake, not the river. I keep calling it the river. Yes, you keep saying, bitch, we're not going to a river. We're going to a lake. Yeah, a large body of water. Okay, in Florida, the <laughs> rivers that you go to, the yeah, um, I figured it was like a Florida thing. Like that's what you just that's what you say. Well, typically, yeah, whenever we would like we'd go to the river and we'd um, yeah, we would kayak and shit down the river. But um, yeah, I keep messing it, mixing it up. But we are going to a lake, and we both have been buying clothing for it. I'm so excited for it. I, I am think. too. So i I bought a bathing suit. And it's a little tricky to do bathing suit shopping, you know, because we got to be conscious of other things. <laughs> we can't just wear anything. Um, but the bathing suit that I got, it's like micro shorts. So it's like kind of a bikini, but it's also like kind of shorts. And I tried it on yesterday and I have never felt as good as I have in a bathing suit ever in my life. So I'm really happy that I bought that. So I'll definitely be wearing that in the lake but probably for the rest of my life like it's just going to be my staple bathing suit anytime i'm going into the water i'm I'm gonna need to find some bottoms because i bought a skirt and it's a really pretty skirt but if i want to go in the water the skirt's not gonna go in the water i have you heard of triangle no i would go there because they have a lot of bathing suits with short options and i have two of their bathing suits that are like shorts and they're they're very good i approve of them if I will you feel more comfortable wearing shorts yeah definitely the, um, it's definitely an uncomfortable thing i mean we've been talking about it and i'm super excited to go with you but like anytime there is water involved i'm always on that like high like like i feel bad because emily loves to swim and stuff like that and i love the beach and i love to like go and go on the water and get some sun but it is such like a dysphoric thing to be like, okay, how am I going to navigate this? Because I'm not going to wear a bikini because it's going to be like, I don't know. I don't want to be uncomfortable. Like, let's say I do mm. have to like talk and it's this whole process. What do I do the second I have to pee? Like, yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and then having to like, yeah, and it, it's just going to be a nightmare. And so like, there's a lot of things that run through my head of like, ah, oh, this is going to be awful to have to deal with. So yeah, I would recommend, like I said, Triangle. Um, they have, like, bathing suit sets, but they also have separates. And so, like, you could buy a pair of shorts on its own. And they have, like, black shorts, white shorts, different colors. Oh, there's, like, these cute little skirts, too. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say definitely look there because I have – I mean, I'll probably bring mine, too. So if you want to borrow them, you probably could. But I definitely recommend from there. Because it's like, it still looks like a bikini, but it's short. So it's like you're more comfortable. Yeah. I love this. Oh, these are nice. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. 
because that was like my I was like freaking out. I was telling Emily, I was like, I don't know what like bottoms to wear. Because I bought a skirt and I didn't think about it. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna wear the skirt. But I'm like, if I actually go in the water, like what am I gonna wear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna play uh, mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It's funny. Oh my god. But, but other than bathing suits, you also had a little spending spray. I I went to yeah. <laughs> We have expensive taste. Okay, I have really expensive taste, and it <laughs> sucks because I have really no money. Um, but <laughs> it's okay. Afterpay, iconic. Like it's okay. I'll be in debt for the next <laughs> four weeks, um, or not four weeks. They're every two weeks for payments, so it's fine. Um, but I did spend quite a lot of money. I think it was like three hundred dollars at Free People. It's nothing. It's just like a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dress for free people and I love it. I love it so much. I got it for my graduation. I didn't end up wearing it to my graduation, but um, I wore it for like uh, Easter and it was really cute, really pretty. And it's such high quality. And so I wanted to like buy clothes that were in high quality that I could have forever. And they were like bathing suits and I got them and they're like the best like bathing suit tops I've ever had. The skirt was beautiful that I bought and I just felt super like confident and comfortable in it. I did buy a romper them in return. That was like a hundred bucks. So like, it's not that much. It's still a ton of money, but um, obviously I'm paying for it in payments and I'm lucky that I can afford that right now. Um, but yeah, so I just was super hyped because I, we, I haven't had anything to look forward to and now we can like look forward to that. So I think that's really exciting, but free people. Um, I love it. I love it so much. I haven't bought anything from there yet. They always have cute stuff, but I feel like it has like a little bit of a different vibe than what I wear, but it's still cute. So Yeah. It's yeah. very boho, very mm-hmm. like very like white desert girl type vibe. <laughs> very but, going to the farmers market um, yeah. on a Sunday. What's that juice place in LA called? Creation. Like Creation. And there's also, I think that might be the one that's on, never mind, doesn't matter. <laughs> but like truly going, going there and, um, and that's the whole vibe. But I do like it. And there's really nice quality stuff. I, we, we were talking about it the other day that we used to shop at Forever 21. And like, and like, yeah. although there was like being a baby trans, being able to have access to really cheap clothing was like, and like accessible and a ton of different options was really great. But, like, looking back, like, those clothes, like, ripped in, like, a week. Yeah. The first place I ever bought clothes was at Shein. That was the first. And when I was, well, back then, Shein was called Shein Side. So it was, like, a completely different name. But I remember. Oh, my that's God, that's crazy. how long ago I transitioned. That's so scary. I remember my first, like clothing that I bought myself for leggings and it was in JCPenney's and it was still my hometown. It was before like I even moved to begin my transition. I just bought leggings to have for myself to be like, these are mine. Like I bought them. I had just gotten a job and um, it was just in at JCPenney. It's like I literally just walked into the mall and I was so embarrassed, but like I found them and I got them and I, I left really quickly. But um, yeah, that was like my first experience with yeah. that. So we love that. How far I we've think, come. Yeah, we've come a lot. Far. We're also employed. We're also employed. We can. We're literally spend, adults now. We can spend money here and there. I can spend fifty dollars on a yo-yo because I want to learn yo-yoing, <laughs> and like that's fine. 
That's so funny to me. I keep telling you to like use it as a weapon, like learn yeah. how to fling it. Self defense. Hello. You have no idea how like I hit myself in the head yesterday with this. These are super dangerous. I literally was dazed. Like I hit myself right here, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I, I had to like take it. I had to sit down. That's so funny. But yeah. yeah, I think you know, keep supporting us so that we can continue buying clothes that are <laughs> probably a little bit too expensive and spend too much money on shopping. I tr- I promise we're not this bad with money. <laughs> it's just sometimes you want to like, like I said, it was just like we want to. I don't it's know. It's Pride like, Month. It's Pride Month, and like, there's hello. another. There's something cool coming up, right? We get to hang out. Like, that's awesome. We can treat ourselves. It's fine. How come we don't get a discount? I feel like we should get a discount on every every restaurant, every clothing store, literally everything if you're a part of the LGBT community during June. It's I think necessary. You know what? I think that the discount codes should be slurs for the community. <laughs> That's how they make sure, right? That we yeah. are actually a part of the community is because mm-hmm. we're allowed to say the slurs. Exactly. <laughs> I'd say, um, did you input code tranny before you <laughs> rang me out? Because I don't see a decrease in here in the price. Um, I, I put Gmail and why, <laughs> <there? laughs> why don't I get 30% off? Speaking of Gmail... Oh my god. We're gonna get into I, I love think this. You can already guess. We have a very actually there's somebody else. I feel like Ben Shapiro is kind of creeping up on Miss JK Rowling. But oh, yeah. she is still the undisputed queen of the girl. Of the podcast. podcast, exactly. And she just she just never fails to provide us with content. And she did it again. She just can't she's like obsessed with trans people, and it's crazy because I remember when she was first coming under fire for being like transphobic she would be like no i'm not transphobic i'm just like i don't know she was like trying to go like a weird way around it and was like if there was like you know i'm the first person to like celebrate trans pride but and like would just say really transphobic stuff but now she's just blatantly just spreading like propaganda that are like anti-trans stuff and so she went like on this like retweeting type spree of like talking about how like uh, just like highlighting detransitioners and um, let me see. There's this tweet specifically that said, apparently JK Rowling is tweeting about the horrors of vaginoplasty. So um, yeah, she was just like retweeting this uh, person who told their story about how their awful vaginoplasty they have, how it was disgusting. They weren't informed about anything. And yeah, do you know more about it? Because like, I just kind of barely touched the surface with it. It was so stupid. I couldn't read more. Yeah, I I don't have the tweet on hand or the thread, but I did go through it. And basically, it's somebody explaining how they have now detransitioned, but they did end up going through with gender confirmation surgery. And they were explaining all of the difficulties that they've had since detransitioning, like Um, complications with their surgery and um, I guess side effects or changes that happened during HRT that didn't end up reverting when they stopped taking hormones. And I did feel for this person. I think it sucks. Obviously they're going through a lot of stuff and it's, they can't really get back to normal because of their transition and obviously they're changed forever. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of what they were explaining 
isn't necessarily transition related. It's just due to the fact that they may not have had the best doctor. They may have not had the best therapist or people explaining to them the risks of what could potentially happen if they detransition or if they even start transitioning. Because there were a lot of things that I was explicitly told by my doctor that would happen if I started my transition. And he told me things that would happen if I stopped taking my hormones and things that would not go back to normal. So for her to kind of just retweet this and use this as a way to prove that transitioning is harmful, it's a little bit mis actually, actually very misinformative because, I mean, we, we know this before we start transitioning. And if you continue and you proceed with your transition and you go through with all of these procedures, then I'm sorry that, you know, you ultimately came to the decision that you're not trans, but you have to live with the decisions that you made and the transition that you put yourself through. And at the end of the day, nobody forced you to get bottom surgery. Nobody forced you to start hormones. And like I said, it's sad. You know, we all have our own different journeys and sometimes you realize that this is not the path that you are supposed to be on, but it's, it's not the doctor's fault. It's not anybody else's fault because at that time, that's how you felt. And you can't be mad because that's the path that you decided to take. I don't know if that's like a little insensitive, but like, I, I just don't think you can be mad because you went through this process willingly. Unless her surgery was super or their surgery was super like botched yeah. and like all fucked up and like it was all like then I'd I'd feel some sort of empathy, but you were like an adult and you consented to the surgery and so I agree with you in that sense. But this this problem that they're kind of cre- creating saying like you know, like trans people aren't being informed about this and they're being forced to do all these surgeries and and everything. Like the solution to this is so easy, but they don't want to accept it. The solution is making, producing more doctors and making it more accessible for trans people to have the resources they need. Like that's how you prevent things like this from happening. People transitioning from not wanting to trans, from not, that who are going to regret it. You give them and supply them with a ton of resources. Um, make sure that you're educating doctors on every ins and outs of it. And making sure that the people that are getting surgery know everything about it before they sign up for it. The solution is giving more resources to make sure that people have actual um, educated people, giving them advice, helping them out with things. I was telling you about how I was talking with my endocrinologist, my new one, or my new doctor, who you went to. And uh, he was asking me if I plan on getting any bottom surgery. And I told him how I was like, I wasn't sure yet. I know my life is just, I'm just too much going on in my life to be thinking about surgery right now. Um, And I just wasn't like really kind of sure. I'm I'm like, it's just like not something on my radar right now. And he said, okay, well, you need to be 100% sure if I'm going to ever sign anything for you to get surgery. So if you ever want in the future, I need you like 100% sure. And was like making that a clear stance. Like if you are iffy about it, I'm not going to write anything for you. I'm not going to give you the permission to like, you need to be sure. And I thought that I really respected that because I was like, okay, he knows that even though I'm transitioning, there is another level of actually, of actually having to go through 
bottom surgery that's irreversible that that's something that like is a huge decision that i have to make and he like gave me that information before i even thought about having surgery and i think that was really really awesome and i think that's what this person lacked and i think that is a stem of transphobia in itself because of you not having the resources you needed but also as an adult you should have done more research into this thing you can't blame other people for indoctrinating you when like no one wants to be trans like that's not something people are looking for or are wanting or are being forced to do like i don't know i think that's like so fucked up like i'm not if i could choose not to have been discriminated against ostracized i wouldn't be living in this life but um obviously no one asked for that and i'm sorry this person had that experience but it's just it's fucked it's just annoying when they use it as a narrative that like it's dangerous to transition like obviously there are side effects to it but it feels like we're just trying to scare people away from transitioning now at this point for things that could potentially happen when like most people don't transition like there are people that do transition but I feel like there's like what's the point of talking about detransitioning when it's such a small fraction of the community itself. And I, I think definitely people who detransition de deserve to be heard and their stories need to be heard. But it's just that I, I don't like using their experiences as a way to try and prove that transitioning isn't helpful for a majority of the community. Because for a majority of us, we don't have to experience any of that negativity because we know for a fact that we are not going to transition and transition transitioning is going to improve the quality of our life. So it's like, I just don't like how it's being phrased in a way where it's just saying transitioning as a whole is harmful to literally everybody, especially kids nowadays. I know. I think what you said is really important is that I do think people who decide to detransition, I think their voice does matter. I think there's a space for them because I'm sure there are people who go through something and make a decision. I mean, I know it's hard. These decisions are hard to make, but I know that there are people that go through this and then end up being like, it's a very small fraction, but I know there are people that just realize being trans isn't what they actually felt. Maybe it was something else. Um, and I understand that. And I think that's important to have a community for them of others that maybe are like-minded, but to be using that, their experience as a form to try and take um, the resources away from other trans people who are actually needed, the majority of people who transition, who actually want to transition to be, for them to be used as a talking point to like try and, and prevent like trans people from existing is just like idiotic and harmful. And that's why I hate it's such an easy tool for TERFs to grab onto, like JK Rowling and being like, see, it's like such a weird thing that it's like the majority of the community isn't going through this. You're just creating, you're creating this narrative because it's what helps support your ideology. And I think that's what's super hurtful. Yeah. And there's this trend where like big personalities or big people who have a big platform are finding these experiences, like these one-off experiences from one person and acting like it's a representation of the entire community. And I mentioned this last week, like most people who don't agree with trans people or the fact that we live our lives the way that we do, they're not going to do their own research and 
say, oh, what are people, what are people's experiences with taking hormones? They're going to see this one account of somebody saying that they had a horrible experience and now they have an irreversible surgery that's not going to go away. And they have all these side effects for being on hormones for so many years. And that's their perspective on the transition experience for like the whole community. That's what they think we're all going through. Yeah. And it's so, I hate it because um, I just feel like it's become so common now to hate trans people or to be using these experiences as like truth. So, um, but yeah, that's why JK Rowling has been in the news once again, um, just sharing this information because she thinks it's her duty (laughs) to end trans people, to end our existence. That's literally her goal. Literally. And what's so frustrating too is that trans, like this like homophobia and transphobia used to not like used to be very vibrant and people were unafraid to like talk about it, but like it was still kind of low key. But now I, I think for some reason something happened within the past year and now it's very like I'm homophobic, like gay people shouldn't exist or trans people shouldn't exist. And it's very like outright. And like, it is weird, this like dynamic shift we've had in our society where people are like blatantly homophobic and blatantly transphobic. And it's something that I feel like is more newer with the amount of hate we've been getting. And there's a lot of stories that we still haven't gotten into that I want to get into. The next one we can talk about briefly, Elon Musk had a tweet um, that after praising his company, saying Tesla is um, has always scored a 100% on his LGBT rating or whatever, like whatever, he just like, he'll tweet things that are like, um, obviously just misinformation about the trans community or hate about the trans community. So do you have his tweet pulled up? Do you want to read it? I can read it. Um, I don't have his tweet pulled up, but or I guess you could read it because there is something that I want to talk about yeah. regarding him specifically that I think is interesting and could probably be a separate topic but we can mention it briefly. And I and I, I think you're right. And I think we should make this a full topic. But um, yeah, he said, we are simultaneously being told that gender differences do not exist and that genders are so profoundly different that irreversible surgery is the only option. Perhaps someone wiser than me can explain this dichotomy. Um, but so stupid, obviously, because we know that, um, we know that surgeries help trans people like there's like obviously proof that 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 happens and um and it just i hate it it makes me so mad and apparently surgeries help cis people too because (laughs) mr musk you know we've we know he's had some procedures done and it's funny to me when people criticize trans people for getting surgery saying you want to change your body you want to look like this you want to look look like that but Cis people have been getting gender affirming surgeries forever. Like women who don't have traditionally large chests get breast implants or they get a rhinoplasty because their facial profile appears to be too masculine for them. Like everybody gets gender affirming surgeries and it's not necessarily, I think, tied to gender. It's just like tied to traditional, like what's seen as attractive. So I think we need to stop just assuming that only trans people get surgery because cis people get surgeries all the time for the same, same reason, literally the same surgery. Cis women still get FFS. I'm pretty sure that like um, a lot of, or like a lot of men 
go through like hormone replacement therapy. They'll be put on testosterone to to boost their testosterone levels, or I think, or some sort of form of of prevent preventative care to prevent hair loss. Like cis men do hormone replacement therapy too. Like you, well, you don't know. Like everyone's like every conservative's hero, Joe Rogan, has talked about how he's been on steroids and shit. And like it's like these people are like being put on these like medications to further assist their gender euphoria and um and help with their gender expression and stuff so i think that is really telling and i want to do a whole episode on that because i think there's something there where i think people can't wrap their heads around trans identities but they themselves can't come to accept themselves in their identity and i think as people it's fine that we can all be different and we can all, you know, feel the way that we feel and be the way that we are. But um, I just, yeah, that was something I thought was interesting. Yeah. So thank you, Elon Musk, for that and providing yep. us with that content. <laughs> and there's somebody else that we haven't talked about yet, but I feel like we probably should have at this point. And, you know, this is her introduction to the Girlish Podcast. We're going to be talking about Miss Marjorie Taylor Greene. Queen. Love her. I'm sure most people know who she is because she is absolutely psychotic. And a couple of days ago, you know, she voiced her opinion that the reason why there's a tampon shortage in this country is because of trans people. And there's a lot of things to really dissect about this statement. But basically, she had said men have taken over everything. They're women of the year in every category, in women's categories. And the latest news is there's a shortage of tampons. And that's probably because men are buying them. (laughs) I don't know how that makes sense in any capacity. I tried to wrap my head around like what she meant by that. But in any form of trying to comprehend her insanity, like you cannot come to a a rational, reasonable conclusion. It's so... We're just going to break it down very simple here. Trans men have always used tampons. So they're not really changing the amount of tampons that are taken because even after transition, they still might need them. So that's that's the same. It's, it's not like always they're taking the more. Um, and also, I don't know if anybody knows this, but trans women don't menstruate. <laughs> So I know trans women aren't going to Target buying all the tampons just to have them in their purse as accessories. So who's taking them? It's not us. Obviously, it has to be. It has to be someone because there's a shortage and it's always trans people. I I just don't understand. I think so. The reason she had said this is because a lot of places have been including tampons in some like gender neutral bathrooms or men's bathrooms, because obviously a trans man goes into a men's bathroom, maybe might need a tampon, but still at the end of the day, I don't think just men in general are taking tampons. Yeah. So what she said was on her podcast, Green claimed that there was a quote unquote war on women uh, called out places that hash or like that quote unquote put tampons in men's bathrooms. While she didn't specify where such activities are taking place, some public venues like biz- businesses and schools have begun providing tampons in bathrooms meant for men. But obviously, who's going to use that? 
people who have always menstruated that there's not going to be just some influx of people who are can obviously or can start just menstruating like that doesn't that's not how it works sweaty um yeah but yeah so let me see so the truth behind this whole shortage in tampons i want to give everyone the truth um companies that produce tampons have attributed the tampon shortage to supply chain snarls and increased consumer demand so for instance a procter and gamble spokesperson pointed to a july 2020 tampax advertisement featuring amy schumer which they said caused demand for the company tampons to go up 8% over two years. So there's just an increase in demand that trans people obviously have nothing to do with because why do trans people need tampons that didn't already need tampons? Like it didn't make sense. It doesn't, she's psychotic, but that's the truth. And uh, she just has so many good takes. It's just hard to not want to talk about her all the time. I feel like this is not the last time that we will discuss her. Like I said, there's been so many things that she said in the past that I feel like we could have probably dedicated an entire episode to. Um, but this was just her little introduction. Yeah, she she's, she's making her presence known. She's a political figure who recently even came out as a white nationalist. She literally said that she's a white nationalist. So, which I don't know if you guys know, is a Nazi. Um, but <laughs> that's Marjorie Taylor Greene in our government currently today yeah, talking about she has how, power in this country she so does and that's it's a little scary spooky. um but I thought that was a fun thing to bring up um what else oh yeah she's known to have put up a sign stating that there are only two genders male and female opposite of office office opposite of office of Representative Mar- Marie Newman, who has a trans daughter. So in front of her her office, in front of uh, her office, and I think in D.C., um, the representative has a trans daughter, and she put a big flag saying there are only two genders. I saw and, that. Um, which is like super fucked up. And so that's kind of what she's known for. But it's also really funny, the whole there's only two genders and it's like, well, she is a trans daughter. So yeah, her daughter is one of the genders that you think there are only two of. Obviously, that's not the truth, but still it's funny because their logic is like super twisted and they think they make sense, but it doesn't make sense. That's the thing. It's like none of this stuff makes any sense. And the people just eat it up. Like every time she says something, I know there's like a hundred people in her replies like, Yes, Miss Green. Tell them. That's exactly the truth. And it's like, it's so sad that people think this way. Like, you really don't have a brain at all or I have used, any critical thinking skills for yourself. Yeah, I used to get really sad, um, like, reading all this stuff. I, like, I one of the past episodes, I was even saying, like, how I was feeling super just, like, like unmotivated i was just really depressed there's a depressing part of like today's news that like has been really affecting me just like scary of what the world is becoming like turning into but i love doing this podcast because it's just a time where we can talk and we can just like really make fun of like the, the these like mindsets that people have like how idiotic and how twisted and backwards and just dumb these takes are because at the end of the day i know that we are obviously not a problem we are some sort of sick weird thing like we are like normal people and it's these people that are wanting to completely eradicate our existence 
And I think it's important that we goof on them when we can. (laughs) And speaking of goof, I want to get into a new segment of our podcast that I'm super excited to announce. We we soft launched it last episode, but Dramatic Readings with Girlish. Let's go. Dramatic Readings with Girlish. This is literally my favorite thing ever. Like, there's no shortage of just ridiculous tweets on Twitter. And we thought it would be so fun because we did this last week where we did dramatic readings from Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro about their thoughts on the trans community. And, you know, people are tweeting every single day, every hour, every second. So we're never going to be short on things to read. And This week, we've decided to read some tweets and kind of just talk about the controversy surrounding Buzz Lightyear, which is a movie that came out last week, I think. And the reason there is a controversy surrounding it is because the film features a very, very small and quick clip of two women kissing each other. And obviously, the internet went crazy. The reviews for the movie are like 50% and I'm probably almost certain that it's due to this kissing scene. And it's also been banned in multiple countries. So as you can see, people have a very strong reaction to cartoons kissing each other for a couple seconds. Uh, There's this whole notion. I mean, we can talk about it after we read the tweets because there's some, some nice ones. One obviously being from Ben Shapiro but there are some interesting takes that people have. And I just want to say first and foremost, that there has never been any issue with um, straight couples like um, Anna in Frozen and her love interest um, or any other princess movies where they literally have like Sleeping Beauty. Like she did not consent to a kiss. and was woken up with some kiss from a man. Like that is perfectly fine. That's not weird. A man, uh, uh, what is a woman can literally be like making out with an animal, a beast, and like that's fine, right? But the moment that there's any, there's any like sort of like new like sort of nod to like LGBT people because gay people are exist, right? Like people like there are kids who have two moms, two dads, queer parents, like that exists, and it's not why should we have to hide that? Obviously. And it's not sexualizing to express and showcase that a family dynamic isn't always one thing. And so I think it's weird how it's being twisted, but I'm excited to have these dramatic readings and go over these three tweets that Twitter's amazing, by the way. It is. Awesome content all the time. And I just want to say, you cannot say that this is sexualizing a kid's movie if you are okay with every single other Disney movie that has heterosexual kisses in it. it it doesn't make sense you cannot say that just because this kiss is between two women it's inappropriate or sexual because they have been kissing people have been kissing each other for years on disney and nobody has said anything they even like you said literally have bestiality and non-consensual kisses and that's fine but two normal women can't kiss exactly so it is it is something but I am excited to have these readings. And do you want to go first? How, how do you want to do this? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we could start with Ben Shapiro. And then we could follow that up with some other tweets that we found just from random people. But um, they had some really interesting thoughts 
on the whole Buzz Lightyear thing. Um, yeah, so I guess starting with Ben Shapiro, I can read his. Okay. If you'd like, okay. So Ben Shapiro tweeted. Hold on, let me put the effects in. Okay. okay. Also, he accompanied it, accompanied it with a screenshot from the movie that shows a very happy family staring at each other with love and kindness. And this is what his response was. Disney works to push a not at all secret gay agenda and seeks to add, quote, queerness, unquote, to its programming, according to executive producer Latoya Ravenel. Parents should keep that in mind before deciding whether or not to take their kids to see Lightyear, which hits theaters this week. Children are not adults. What may be appropriate for adults is not appropriate for children, which I think that's kind of something that we all know, but is not applicable to this at all. And then he says, this must be said. The fact that this must be said demonstrates our society is in a state of moral collapse. Beautiful. (laughs) Hold on. Snaps. The snaps only. Really? Yeah. So basically yeah. our society is collapsing because we are sexualizing movies by having cartoons kiss each other on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> From Ben Shapiro. Right literally something that's been happening forever with straight couples. But it, but for some reason to, when, to Ben Shapiro, when it's gay people, that's the issue. The issue with gayness to these conservatives is that they sexualize gayness. And that's, and that's no one else's issues but their own, is that when they see gay people, they immediately think gay sex. And that's more telling of how they feel about gay people than what gay people really are. Um, but that's like what's been so frustrating is like, that's like obviously a narrative they have. But Ben Shapiro, you know, is entitled to his wrong opinion. Um, and who else is entitled to their wrong opinion is... Uh, which one should I read? Should I read um, from Mr. Uh, the eight-year-old daughter, or should I read the um, the common sense one? The common sense one's fucking funny. Okay, so this is from a Twitter user who had eighty likes um, and twelve retweets. <laughs> he uses hashtag Pride at the end, so we stand uh, ally. The only countries with common sense. Or the only countries with common sense. Okay, I need backup because there's backstory to this. So Buzz Lightyear, um, the movie was banned in the United Arab Emirates. So they, uh, it also has been banned in some other countries because of this gay cast. Uh, or they're censoring out that, complete, that section completely. Um, but that's the preface. And this is what he's referring to. So he says... The only countries with common sense. Hey, pride twats, stop sexualizing children's in media. It's fucked up. No one needs a sexual buzz light here in a Disney movie. Not straight, not gay, none of it. Hashtag pride. I like how he said twat. <laughs> That's a fun word. We don't hear it enough. No, we don't. It's It's very underrated. But... Also, Buzz Lightyear isn't gay. It was yeah. Just- like, d- does he know what's going on? Because Buzz Lightyear didn't kiss anybody, and he's not sexualized at all. So, 
I think somebody needs to go back and do their I, research a little I, bit more. I think so. I think people like to just hear things and think they know it without. They do. They just run with anything, and that's what's scary. I think that's what the majority of people are are doing when they hear like these these um, attacks towards the LGBT community is that they hear it and they think that's the truth and they run with it. Obviously, yeah. Buzz Lightyear isn't the gay character. It was a mini second of a, a lesbian couple kissing, or we don't even know if they're a lesbian couple, a queer couple kissing, and um. Yeah. You heard it here, twats. <laughs> we need to stop. Stop okay. sexualizing children's media. Exactly. It's All right. Bad. Last one. We love this one. Oh, no. Okay. This is also related to children. And this comes to us from MAGA King Disciple Eddie on Twitter. Um, so, you know, he's a MAGA King. He said... I told my granddaughter that Disney turned Buzz Lightyear gay, and she threw her hands up in the air, rolled her eyes, and asked, what is wrong with these people? They're ruining everything. From the mouth of an eight-year-old who knows right from wrong. I know this didn't happen. (laughs) This is not... He thought of this in his own head. He said, oh, this is going to be a good one. I'm going to get all these likes, which he only got seven. Um, I, I just know this didn't happen. I feel like this is a reference to something else because I feel like this has to be a joke, right? I mean, he says Trump's supporter from day one, but I'm pretty sure what he's referencing is something else. But no, I think he's like dead serious. I'm like yeah, looking through I, his I think he's serious. What the fuck? Um, what the fuck? What a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> if that's true, like, I mean, obviously it's not true. I don't think your child is is saying something like that. But what the hell? Why is she homophobic at eight? <laughs> <laughs> what a hateful little girl. Like, that's so Why fucked is she up. She needs a eight. hug. Oh my god. That's really funny. There's see, like everybody thinks Buzz Lightyear is gay. It's not him. That's not even about him. That's really funny. I'm, I'm crying. I but I don't yeah. get it. So these are some of the hot takes that we've been seeing from conservatives. Um, fun stuff, but I do uh, want to give some backstory to this whole Disney thing because there's a lot of backstory with Disney. Um, before we wrap it up that I think would kind of summarize where we can all have like an understanding of the history with Disney and this whole thing that's happened. So countries are censoring the new Buzz Lightyear movie over a same-sex kissing scene, but it's not the first time Disney has faced LGBTQ backlash. So this is on Fortune. Um, uh, I'm reading it. Lightyear, which opened in the U.S. and global markets on Friday, stars Chris Evans and tells the tale of an astronaut behind Toy Story character. It features a character um, named Alicia um, and uh, is in a relationship with another woman. So as a result of the LGBT kiss scene, it's been banned banned in several countries. Um, So Disney recently positioned itself to support the LGBT community after initially refusing to comment. So the Don't Say Gay Bill was a thing that happened in Florida and they didn't comment on it, even though they like have said that they've supported LGBT people before. And so 
there's a lot of pushback from the LGBT community to be like, hey, why aren't you speaking up about this? You support, like, you give money to these Republicans, and why aren't you going against this awful don't say gay bill? Like, this is super fucked up. And so Disney, like, was in a corner because they obviously want to keep their close ties to a political party that's going to give them um, things, uh, tax breaks and stuff. But they said, you know what? We don't support the don't say gay bill. Like we are not a support. We don't support it at all. So then Governor DeSantis said, um, okay, and uh, took their land privileges away. Uh, They have special land privileges and they've had it for a while and it's essentially for taxes and stuff. So the governor was like, oh, you don't agree with me? Okay, Disney. And then like fuck them over like that. So Disney has been battling this sort of issue with LGBT content. And then evidently with this Pixar movie, the the studio um, put it in and Disney had them cut it. And then so Pixar employees like wrote a letter to, I think the president and was like, hey, why do we have to keep silencing our, our queer characters? Like, this is wrong. You can't be, say you're an ally of the community and then have us keep doing this. Like, this is like backwards. And then that's how we ended up getting the kissing scene back. And now it's been a whole thing where people are now anti-Disney. So like, that's the backstory of the whole Disney controversy. And, um, and so Disney definitely has a lot of... of it sucks. <laughs> They're getting a lot of heat. And it's different because it is also related to children. And even just from last week, we know how people are protective of their children when it comes to LGBT related topics. And ultimately, I don't know, there is just some weird obsession with people sexualizing queer people. Like just this simple kiss is apparently sexualizing children's media. And like we've said, there's no issue with other people kissing each other. It's only when queer people kiss each other. And somehow that's inherently sexualized. And I think that's really the overarching theme here. It's just that for some reason, people can't get over, or I know it is rooted in a lot of how you know history was in the past and perceptions of gay people specifically being like pedophiles and being extremely sexualized and things like that. And it's just resurfacing at this point and it's coming back stronger than ever. And it's crazy at a time where it kind of feels like we're going in the right direction. Like you said, there is a subsection of our society that is so vehemently against the LGBT community and they're speaking out and being so blunt about it. And it's, it's a little scary because, you know, it's weird that we're seeing progress, but at the same time, I'm reading tweets that are reminiscent of what somebody would say in like 1927. Yeah. I, I feel like there's, it's now it's just easy for people to be openly homophobic. The, and it, it frustrates me because like this don't gay, don't say gay bill passed, books are being banned. Gay people are being taxed. Said they're not allowed to be in like these movies um, but Republicans are always saying how cancel culture, wokeness, they're trying to take away the first amendment. We have the right to freedom of speech, but anytime it comes down to like 
any like they they don't care about kids like there's there's no gun reform more people were killed in a church recently um and it's just like there's 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 nothing there's there's no there's no care in the world from them to actually help anyone um and so like it's it is frustrating to think that they they are all pro kids and everything and to take it back to the marjorie taylor green thing really quick um she said on her podcast um let me go back to it i ju- i just highlighted it cuz i thought it was really telling for her to say um where is it at uh Sorry, I don't mean to like, she was talking about the, what is it called? The tampon shortage. And she said they're probably storing them with all the baby formula on the border. So she's referring to baby (laughs) formula that they took to the border that is supposed to help kids that were in detention centers. So they don't care about kids. They care, they, 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 they never have cared about kids, but yeah. So it's, it's hard because. Um, you hear all this stuff where they're like concerned about children and obviously that is the furthest from the truth, but it's just homophobia, just transphobia. They only care about a specific type of kid and that kid is the kid that belongs to them. They don't care about anybody else, honestly. And that's what's sad. But, you know, that's where we are in life and I have had a, such a good time shitting on these people, making fun of them because they're all so goofy. They're all bozos. Nothing. Have you seen a Ben Shapiro clip where he's talking about the WAP song? I, I watched it after you told me. <laughs> we stand. I hate how he says P word. P word. Like you're a grown man. Just say pussy. It's not that big of a deal. He, he, he wouldn't know what one is. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Um, we I, I like talking about this kind of stuff. I like goofing about it. Um, there's so much content to talk about lately. We had like a huge list of things we really wanted to get through. And I'm happy that we were able to kind of push through it. There's some things we like cut because I was like, there's there's just so much of the same thing going on that I'm like, it's it's just, it's so easy for us to have content now. So thank you to all these conservatives for giving us a lovely content. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that we're like obsessed with what they're saying. It's just that a lot of what they are saying is very misinformative. And I think it's important. Obviously we have a platform to deconstruct what they're saying and kind of get to the underlying factor as to why they're so bothered about certain things. And this is, you know, what a lot of people are using to base their own ideas on. So I think it's important to take a look at the opposite side, see what they're saying, deconstruct it and really figure out what's going on and what the root of their issue is, because they are the ones that seem to be so outspoken about just such minuscule things that shouldn't really even matter. Like, who cares? Who cares? It, it doesn't, it's not, that's not important, but these people, they, they love to care. Yeah. So the biggest message for the day <laughs> is 
we need, as a community, we need to come together and stop hoarding all of our tampons. So if you have a hoard of tampons with you, give it back because (laughs) we need to give it to the people that need them because we're hoarding them all. It does not belong to you. It doesn't. Also, (laughs) go see Buzz Lightyear and wear a Buzz Lightyear outfit to Pride this year to piss some people off. Oh, I would love that. We have, we all have to do it. <laughs> slutty Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> the Buzz Lightyear, but slay. Yeah. Slay okay. Lightyear. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. It's always a fun time. Follow us everywhere, girlishpodcast.com or at girlishpodcast on social medias. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying all the fun new content, our YouTube channel, our videos on Spotify, our vlog we did the other day, which we want to vlog more. Um, It's been really great having so much content and being able to create more for you guys. Yes. So again, thank you so much for watching. You should be watching the video portion because again, we look really nice and pretty. And honestly, I want to say when we first started our podcast, everyone was giving us shit because we stopped making videos. And here, we're giving it back to you. This is for you. So you can't complain anymore. We are providing you with a video. It's literally an hour-long video. Literally. You, you can cannot look complain. at us. Exactly. And, I mean, those YouTube numbers better go up. Or our Spotify listens better go up. And I better make I better see you guys watching our video podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, it's transphobic. Otherwise, we'll come and take your tampons. Yeah. We're going to steal them <laughs> and hoard them. <laughs> so you All can right, die. Everyone. Have a great one. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.